Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Good. And here we are, still dealing with snow. Is that the right word to say very well? It's not, is it? it doesn't Which sound word? right. Very well. Is that I don't right? Know. I, I just know I'm sick and tired. I'm Do great. You? Let's put it that way. Yes, <laughs> no, I know. But I have to say, it's beautiful today. Yes, but... Also the sun need, is a shining. We also want to say it's going to be spring next Tuesday. Officially. Yes. Yay, hip, hip. Yes. I don't think that the world's going to cooperate with that because we're supposed to have another storm next Tuesday into Wednesday. Who said that? Ah. Uh, TV. Uh, news people. Well, I'm just... Weather people. I'm not paying attention anymore. No, you probably shouldn't. But it may miss us. May not. But mm-hmm, still, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. This is two more oh. nor'easters that are supposed to come our way. So maybe at some point it'll just say, okay, it's over, mm-hmm. done. We're officially yep. into spring and we can watch the crocuses come up uh, and the daffodils. I love. I, love, I, I love. do too. I just love to see that. Uh-huh. Yay. So, so other cute. than that, um, uh, how are things with you? I know well, there was the St. Patrick's Day parade last week. Yeah, but I didn't go. Neither did I. Um, I haven't gone for the last, this is my third year that I haven't gone. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, it rained or something weird, and I decided I wasn't going. And last year, I had something, was, I forget what went on, and I didn't go, and I just didn't go this year. Um, well, I took a, an Uber ride on, it was a Tuesday, I think. I forget now, the week's kind of a blur, but I, I had to go and get um, some spinal injections <laughs> for... Um, some degenerating whatever. Disc issues. Yes. And so they don't allow you to drive because they want to make sure that when they release you, you're able to get home and safe and no driving. So I said, all right, well, that was one of the snowstorm days. So I figured, well, I tried to find some people around me that would be available, but nobody was there. So I called Uber and the guy that I drove with to the facility was telling me that he had been at the parade and he said that um, it was really good this year that the usual crazy drunk people weren't there and he said I I was surprised I don't know how they did it or what they did but it really was nice to be there with kids it was great so I thought well maybe maybe they're doing something I don't know what but turning it around that you can actually go there and enjoy it. That's one of the reasons why I don't want to go because I can't. Last time I was there, which was a long time ago, that's all I saw were people on the 
um, the, the curbs, and they were either drunk, drinking, vomiting, or urinating somewhere. And I said, "Who needs this? Why would I? Why do I want to come out in the cold weather?" To watch this, I don't. I don't need this. So well, I just backed away from it, and I said no more. But I, I certainly like watching it on TV. Yeah, but I have to say, I've been in this parade, but I've been since I'm a little little girl twirling. Yes, through from West Granton High School, mm-hmm. and and of recent with the society walking in, with the Society of Irish Women. Right now, I used to prior to the in between that take my children to it every year whether we lived in Philly or we lived here. And I never, to this day, saw any type of craziness. I mean, could there be some rowdy people? Yes, but I never saw that. And even walking the parade route, I never saw that kind of stuff. Now, we were up front always in the beginning of the parade, okay. and so maybe that had a lot to do with it mm-hmm. uh, that of, in the more recent in more recent years. But I don't remember, and I know it happens, I just never have seen that. I've always loved being part of it. I was even in the St. Patrick's Day Parade, I I think it was at least two years, it could have been three, with West Granton High School at St. Patrick's Day in New York City, which was unbelievable. And yeah. we had a blast doing that. I'm sure. um, but I don't, rem- and I, so I, I'm a big fan of it. I love the parade. It's only been the last, well, two years, but three times, if you count each of the days. Um, I just, um, I just didn't do it. Again, the one time was the rain, and it was like, I don't, but I just love it. I love the day. And there's so much celebration, but there are always in anything like that where you have, let's just face it, I can't stand premeditated drunkenness. So that's, that. you know, let's go, let's get yes. drunk. Let's, you know, okay, if that's what you have to do, do it. I, I just, there's, you know, it, it gets crazy. And I, I thought that the U was letting their making spring break so that they're out of town for that but that's not what it said in the paper with i guess that one block of clay avenue right off of mulberry street is crazy how about this 20 year old idiot punching a horse in the Mm -hmm. face like who Mm -hmm. does that stuff Uh, no my understanding is that's a a felony yeah it is i mean it's it's it but but it's bizarre oh it is so I don't know. I, it's that's what it's just what it is. Kids are kids. I guess if you look back, and we can sit here and say because we're past it. Um, but <laughs> even still, I never participated in craziness like that. Well, I so, didn't either. But I think that it's the the overriding factor here is that you're also in downtown of a city, and a lot of what you're talking about from my experience happened at on campuses of colleges that were not necessarily in the downtown mm-hmm. so they were isolated they didn't have the, the same I, and interaction. that's true that's what it was and but it happens every year it looks like oh, yes. the litter and the trash oh, is I could disgusting not believe that. it's yeah I and i don't mean it. just at the parade in that one block at the at at of clay avenue right off of mulberry it's horrible the yeah. way that place looks yeah. and the partying that goes on there is 
Crazy. And I um, want you to know that Patrick A. Dinapoli lived right there, right? Lived, lived in that block. In that block, mm -hmm. yes. Did he and partake in the crazy parties? No, no. He's, uh, he was watching it on TV, and he was devastated. That, oh, that he saw that. Oh, yeah. No, I mean he, when he was young. No. He, yeah. No. But you know what, Lynn? Everybody does. They, you think you're having fun. It's participating and think, let's have a good time. But there's a difference between having fun, being a little crazy, even being a little wild. But stop short of the stupid stuff and i know alcohol can do that and Ooh, yeah and peer pressure oh, and everything else go. so yep. just be smart about what you're doing that's all mm -hmm. that's all but i still like it it's still fun and oh, so well, that's keep good. going there's a lot of preparation there's a lot of time and there's a lot of work that goes involved that goes into that parade so um, and people interested in being there, which is a, always a good thing. And then we have this weekend coming up. While you're listening, this in the morning, you'll the, the, tonight will be the uh, Society of Irish Women dinner and the uh, Friendly Sons of St. Patrick dinner. Yep. So, and who's the speaker for the ladies? The woman's name is Mary Lou Quinlan. She oh, wrote, she's a, a best selling. Do you know her? Yes. Okay. I do know her. And I've also, I, I had a cup of coffee with her in New York, and uh, she also was a guest on my podcast. Well, there you go. And she was the commencement speaker for my niece when she graduated from. Um, uh, what is it? Chestnut Hill College. Ah. She was uh, the same day that I was the commencement speaker for uh, Cedarcrest College, that same day, she was also the speaker for the graduation of my niece. Aww. So it was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I didn't oh, meet her, but, and I, her book, The God Box, yes. which has been insp inspired a one-woman show, which she does, yep. and it's been off-Broadway and all around the country and in Ireland. And around and the world. She's yeah, she's it. incredible. Yeah. So um, Kathy Wexler, who's the president, is very proud of having Mary Lou. And of course, Joyce Fazul is getting an award, which they honor a, a, a female uh, leader and um, Joyce Fazula of Garrity's, owner of Garrity's Supermarkets, mm -hmm. will be honored. Talked to her the other night. We had a nice long conversation, and she is delighted, and all of her family. And, um, and it's funny because I always say, you know, when I was a little girl, I was at 10th grade, and turned 16, my father called Joe Garrity and he said, okay, my daughter's 16, can she get it? Can she a come job. to work for you? So, and Neil, who was not, I think at the time they were just becoming partners, Joyce, as yeah. Joy, Neil Fazola, Joyce's husband. And I started when I was 16 and worked in 10th, 11th and 12th grade at Garrity's. Which one? Uh, the only one they had, which was on the corner of Washington and North, Wash, excuse me, Washington, North Main <laughs> Avenue, South Main Avenue and uh, Washburn Street. That's what I thought. It was right on the yep. corner. And mm -hmm. so there were two cash registers. And Joyce, we were talking about this. I said, Joyce, think about this. Think about it. You went from a two cash register <laughs> little store with one of the best yeah. meat departments going yeah. to a nine or ten or whatever the heck it is, major grocery stores. It's just, it's unbelievable to see. Yeah. She said, yeah, two registers. And it was the old press the button one. Oh, she yeah. was no scanning. Sure. And Rose and I would blab away. And, uh, 
we her her sister-in-law Rose Fazul and I would work a lot together and we had so much fun so yeah. much fun and those were the days I mean I met so many people who came in there and I you know I loved it I loved every and my mother tells the story about the time I I she was taking me down to work for the first time and I was scared you know I was yeah. scared yeah sure and she said listen if you want if you want to if you get there and you don't like it, you don't have to do it, mm-hmm. but give it a chance. Yeah. And she said, and I went in, you know, and came back and I loved it. So, and <laughs> I never looked back. It's just fear of the unknown. You know, oh, you just yeah. don't know. You're 16 years old. I'm the oldest child. I want to do a good job. Yeah, and, yep, yep. but I also was able, I was happy that I could show my fear a mm-hmm. little that you, I wouldn't be like so stoic that I wouldn't say I was afraid, but anyway, so we had a lot of fun there. Lots of fun. So that was your first job? That was, well, other than babysitting, yeah. yes, which well, I used count. to babysit for uh, Bill and Marie Karam. They lived across the street from us on North Main, down the street mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. And they had a little girl, and they used to walk the lake early in the morning. So I used to get oh. up and go over early and watch Katie before I went to school in the morning. And well, then on good. the weekends. And then sometimes I had to watch their dog, Bambi, when they went away. I had a babe, dog sit. <laughs> but but it was it was cute. So that was that job. And then everybody else, my sister, my two brothers were paper girl boys. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that was not my bag. Mm-hmm. So I did the babysitting and then the Garrity's route. Well, I used to work with my uncle who had um, a business in Muzik. And I think he called it the Christmas tree shop or something like that and we i'll never forget that we had 20 trees artificial trees that we had to decorate all different oh, i would love that so we did right all my that. alley but the weird thing was we were behind the counter and and on the weekends it was insane oh, because they sold all the the christmas tree ornaments the lights all the doohickeys that go along with it and people would come by with bags of things and we didn't have the scanner jobs uh-huh. you had to put them all yeah. in manually but the best part was we had a costume. We all, all of us who were working like, what, there, like an elf costume or something. We had no, we had a red, a red dress that was a mini dress <gasps> and, and high, like and wet look white, boots. white <laughs> wet look boots. boots. I knew it. Yeah. I used to wear those in my yeah. Early. <gasps> yeah, and it was tough. Well, that's a little sexist, isn't it? it? Yes, but that Woo-hoo! was the idea. Did it we're... sell more uh, ornaments? How will I know? I don't know. Well, did, we how, was know. The, how were the sales? Oh, fabulous! Well, let's put it this way: Did the guy close or go bankrupt? <laughs> Take your guess no, if he was doing because right. what he did is he would switch in the summer to a pool company. So oh, we got it all wrapped up. <laughs> oh my god! So there we were. That well, was the first job. Yeah. And how old were you? Oh, um, what's well, fifteen, sixteen years old? Yeah, something see, like that. It's yeah, that I was like seasonal. You know, yeah. that was seasonal. But then my first real job was I worked at Samters in the um, accounting <gasps> department. Oh, of course you did. That was the beginning of it all. Yikes. All right, well, we're going to continue this discussion. We'll be right back. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good 
Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a financial planning company specifically for baby boomer women called Women of Substance, LLC. And I'm the managing director of that company. I'm also a host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on 30 different sites, including iTunes, Google, Google Play, and Stitcher. And we were talking before the break about our first jobs. So do you think um, what you did as a little girl, like the thought process and what, how did that kind of money that you got, did, was that yours? Did you have to pay anything? Did you have to, what, what did you have to do with your money that you earned as a kid? Oh, as a kid. Well, now, if it was babysitting money or something like that, we were um, told that we had to take half of that and put it in the bank. So my mom or my dad would take us to the bank, of course, the West Side Bank. I know. And we would go in there with our little um, savings books, uh-huh. and we'd give them the money, and they'd stamp it, and we'd just watch it grow. And um, Yeah, because you were getting 6% interest back then. <laughs> Who knows? True. <laughs> savings account. Well, that said, is true. All right. Okay, so we got that. And then I would use it for things like uh, for Christmas presents or stuff like that where I really wanted to buy something special for mom or dad or grandparents or something like that. So that was the idea behind that. It was money that went in, but it also came out. And then when I got a a real job where I got a paycheck, um, then that case, um, again, some part of it went went to the house, as my mother would say, so that I gave them some, I don't remember what it was, but something towards um, the you know living expenses of the house, food and all that kind of stuff. It was some arbitrary amount. And then there was some of it I would save and some of it I was free to spend on whatever I wanted. So that's how it went. Um, and then I, when I went to college, I also had um, part of my funding of college was that I would be given a job. So I was the, forget what stupid term they use, but I was the person who worked on a shift basis at nights and on weekends. And I would sit at the front desk for three hours and watch people who came in to the dormitory. They had a sign in. If it was a person of the male persuasion, I had to call the woman that he was um, there to visit and let her know that she had a visitor in the lobby and she was allowed to come down and visit with him in the lobby, but she couldn't take him upstairs. And so um, when I took the, the late shift on a Saturday night, it, w- it was essentially just sitting there doing nothing. So I would bring all my work down and get a lot of my homework done. And it was nice because I was getting paid to do it. So that was uh, what, what you might call mad money. That was stuff to buy things, you know, buy gas for a car and those kinds of things. But not much else. It was paid minimum wage or less. Mm-hmm. But that was it. And take a guess what I did with my paycheck. You spent it. <laughs> Every Better single penny well of believe it. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am a great consumer, Lynn. I know. I, you're the best. I really am. But, um, no, we didn't have to do it. I mean, of course, my my money, I'm, this, is, this is the truth. 
What? I got a dollar an hour to babysit. Okay. Yeah. And one time, people I babysat for, because I babysat for a couple couple different people, so I won't say who, but one time I had to run over there to, they had to go somewhere, and I had to sit, I was there 15 minutes, and they actually gave me a quarter. Oh! <laughs> Wow. I'm thinking, even back then, I'm thinking, I think you people might need that more than me. Keep your quarter. <laughs> Seriously, because it was a quarter, a dot, 15, a oh, 25 cents no. a quarter of an hour, right? Well, so I that's mean, what it was. But anyway. So you um, learn. So you learn. But I, I, when you think back, I, that was, and then when I started, no, I, the only thing I did have to do, my mother, I wanted to go to Spain when I was a senior in high school, between my junior and senior year, year. and it was expensive to do back then. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. And it was a two week trip. Yes. And my mother said, your father and I will pay for your trip, but you need to save bit of money so that you can have some more spending money to bring so when i so then i started to save some money put some money away to save towards my trip to go to spain and then when it came to the time to go to spain my they also did give me some spending money but i did have my own money then to buy things that i wanted to get and then my mother wanted me to get a couple things so she gave me extra money to get the things they wanted but um it was, you know, you have to do it this way. But then, I mean, I didn't have a car or anything, and, mm-hmm. and so I didn't have to worry about that. And I used my mother's car if I had to. Like the first time I got my driver's license, and my mom had a um, country squire wagon with the, oh, yeah. with the paneling on the side. And I remember picking up all my girlfriends <laughs> in the country squire station wagon. Oh, my God. And it was, we had so much fun. But that kind of stuff I did. But it was... Um, yeah, it, but it, you say we talk on the uh, the show a lot about how you learn about money when you're young, mm-hmm. and um, you know I did never, never did I have to pay towards the house either. We just never had to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would buy little things, but I we just never had a that wasn't that wasn't our that wasn't what we were required to do but we had to do what we had to do in the house yes. chores and different things yes. and as long as we did that we were we were okay but um you think about that i mean and all I could think about when I was that young is okay what am i going to buy now like how okay i'm going to get this much money and what am i going <laughs> to which clothes can i buy which this which jewelry that's all i thought about okay and uh, i i think that thought pattern is still still there there. yeah it's still not far but but it was it was fun so anyway that whole segue got in but that's so that's all happening with the society of irish women and this friendly sun so hopefully it's a nice turnout but i'm really interested in meeting this um mary lou yeah she's a neat lady now, how old is she about, Lynn? Um, she's in her 50s. Is she? Okay. She's also Does somebody... she live in New York yes, or in she lives, Ireland? No, she lives in Manhattan. Okay. But she also is someone who decided to um, take on ballroom dancing. And one of the people from 
the show. What is the show that's on TV? Dancing with the Stars. Yes. One of those taught guys her? is is one of her partners, who taught her how to do this, and she does dance with him every oh, night. I have to ask her. So she's. You should see the stuff she puts on Facebook. The glitzy costumes that she has made. And, I love and she it. She just looks fabulous. Did you read her book, The Last the, the God Box? I did not read it. No, I have it, but I didn't read it. Okay. But I read. Uh, I listened to snippets of it that she actually has on her website and it's really fascinating the stories about her mom and how she how that came about how that book came about that her mom used to put little sayings in this box and and just wrapped it all up and she found it one day and found all these things in there that her mother thought were important and developed a book out of it and a play i love it see i didn't know what it meant at all so it was um yeah, and she's selling her. She's going to have her book available. Good. And autographing it for $15 a purse, a, a book. Mm-hmm. And um, she's making um, a contribution to the uh, Hospice of the Sacred Heart. And um, I think that's wonderful. That's I think great. that's great. So she, I'm looking forward to meeting her. Um, and she's a neat lady. I have to buy her book, too. I want to read it and see. But I would, so she's still doing the show? I think it's still on Broadway. I don't know off if she's Broadway, or off Broadway. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know if, she, if it's still in production. Uh, I know that she took it on tour mm-hmm. around the country, um, and I don't know if that's done. Um, but because she's so into this uh, ballroom dancing, I don't know. Well, I love she competes off Broadway stuff. Yeah, she competes. I'll have to find that. I have to ask her. Yes. It's pretty cool. You know, when I took ballroom dance lessons, because of course I love it. That's when I tore my meniscus yeah because when you're when my knee turned and my ankle stayed straight that was that was not a good thing a good thing no i don't yeah. think so ew, ew. and you know i still have the scars to prove it oh, as you good. know as you know but i, I love know. it i think it's i love ballroom dancing i think yes. it's great it's very it's great exercise too it wonderful really exercise you should see what she talks about she's exhausted but yeah she has those shoes you know I that know are it. the I don't, shiny i love it i love oh, it she's totally into it totally into it yeah. and the guy um that's coming uh, to speak to the men is that josh shapiro is that who was the the da no he's no, well the, he's coming he's actually he and um he's gonna stop at the society all the guys always god love them most of them, I should say, the mm-hmm. smart ones, mm-hmm. always stop in to see us at our yes. reception. Yep. And then they go to the Friendly Sons. And then some wonderful guys don't go there at all and stay with us. Yeah. Like D- D- Governor Wolf is staying for not the whole day, but he's staying and, and um, going to be with us before he leaves. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it's all, that's always a good thing. I mean, Chris Matthews, when he spoke, stopped in, we got to meet him. He's great. He is so tall. Oh my God. And, um, really? Joe Biden, when he spoke, uh, we, he came in to see us first. Mm-hmm. Every, of course, every Rafalco McNulty was riding around, walking around with him and introducing him. And it, that was, it, that was fun. But the, it's, it's always neat because there's so much happening at that cocktail hour prior to all the dinner starting. Yeah. And um, it, it's it's good. No matter who the speaker is, it's a fun night. It's a great get-together. And it's 20 years ago that this dinner was started by 10 brave women Yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. 400 and some people came to the first one. And it was um, started at a party at Jerry and Marion Egan's daughter Kathy's wedding at the... Um, 
Nichols Village, and Evie Rafalco McNulty and Jill Miller were talking, Attorney Jill Miller, and they said, why don't we do this? And they pulled eight other women, me being one of them, and got together and started this whole thing that is now 20 years old. And how many women come to this, and men? How well, it just come? depends. I mean, every year, I mean, last year, because Hillary was there, it was gigantic yeah uh, it just depends we've had to have second ballrooms with um you know uh ancillary av equipment yep, yep. yes um but it just depends um and, and where barack obama came one year in 2008 um where so where is it's it at the year? hilton this year okay well, how many was there last can, year, too? You can put a lot of people in that big ballroom. Yeah, right? I don't know how many they have this year. I don't know what the final number was. I think there was like seven-something last year. Oh, well, that's because Hillary was there. Right. Yeah. But we've had a lot. We've had, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah, and, I mean, and, last, and a lot of guys come, too. The only too. time I went, there were about 450. And mm -hmm. you know I don't do crowds. So right. I was freaking out. <laughs> well, you know me. I don't like crowds unless they're there oh, to see no, me. Oh, no, not much. No, I don't. I said unless they're there to see me. But Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but I do go. You got to mingle. Well, yes. Social yes. butterfly that I am. Indeed. But, um, yeah, so we're going to we'll have fun. But 20 years, so that's a milestone. That is. And congratulations yeah, that you, you stepped out and said enough of that nonsense um of it's all time the boys for, it's the girls yes. got to step it up it's about and, time. And, and 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 you know you move on you know a lot of us have moved on and we we're not as hands-on i know i'm not and many others are not through the years you kind of step back and other people take the reins and that's what you're supposed to do yep exactly um, and it works and they've done a wonderful job all these gals who have helped through the years and kept it going um, so thanks to them and thanks to everybody for starting it because it's, it's well, every really time we see thing. pictures in the paper of the, the board of directors of this event, there's 12, 15 women. I mean, well, there's, there's the, they have past presidents and they have the, you know, they have the picture with all of the gals from yeah. the commit, from the society itself. Yes which is it's big and then they have the speaker and the, the president and their family and it's, it's very nice it's it's exactly what they give the friendly sons they give the society and publicity it's it's good. nice so good. um it's it's good so happy saint patrick's day to all and have a lot of fun out there yeah but uh, we are going to take a quick break once again and we will be right back you're listening to the laurie and lynn show here's laurie and lynn Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Wonderful. Thank Happy you. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you and your kin. Thank you very much. Yeah. You um, know, as Jim Cadden would say, there's only two kind of people in this world. <laughs> oh, no. I have to hear this again. The Irish yes, and, and those, those who, who wish they, they were. were. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't, I don't think I follow either of those. Well, you have, can't. You have to be proud of where, you know. It's yeah, just, I know. I grew up with a very proud Irish father. Yes. I was talking to my very proud Irish uncle last night, yes. Eugene T. Cadden, who's the sole survivor of seven Cadden kids um, mm -hmm. in my father's family. And uh, he is the, we were talking about Sean and his accomplishments and um he's like does he's any closer to where he's gonna go i said no he's going to visit all the schools and 
he is, uh, Meyer was listening to him, and I just said, he's so proud. He and my Uncle Jack, who had no children, met my Uncle Joe didn't either. Out of seven children, six boys and a girl, two, three boys, two boys never married. And one, my uncle married with no children, Uncle Gene. But Uncle Jack and Uncle Gene, because Uncle Joe died as a young man, were very, very proud of all of their 20 nieces and nephews. Wow. In Wow. In, with four, four siblings having twenty, you know, between them having mm-hmm. twenty, um, and he every time I talk to him, he just beams and beams and beams with praise and love and admiration for his nieces and nephews. And that, and I said to Meyer, and he's like, "Boy, do I know where you get it from?" I said, "That's right, because this is what we grew up with. This, this, you know, you don't take a back seat. You." You're just, you know, you're no better, but no one's better than you. And Cadden, 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 Cadden. And mm-hmm. that's how we grew up. I mean, that was, it was instilled. Yes. And, um, and do the right thing and be nice and be kind and grateful and all those things. And um, he's just, when you talk to him, like, I just was like, I had a big smile on my face. Because I think he's, he, it's, it's, you could see how much he loves us, yeah. you know. And yeah. he's the only one. Yeah. Well. So. It's it's a good thing. But um and then too I have to tell you that I didn't have heat for three days last last week. Wow. When I got home Thursday night, yeah. I was sitting and I thought, why do I feel like it's cold in here? <laughs> and, and and then I thought something's wrong. So the next morning if I froze the mm. night that night. And in and out of people in a different stuff, we thought it was fixed. It wasn't. So from Thursday night till Sunday at 3 p.m. There was and no what heat. was it? It was something in the water. Two things were wrong with it, but one of them was a hose that was clogged that had to be uh, flushed out. And it's a forced hot air system. So it was that wasn't allowing it to stay on once it kicked off. It couldn't start back up. So it was crazy. But I want to tell you, and everyone said, why did you stay home? My mother said, you get over here to Barbara's and don't stay in that. And of course I didn't because you don't, I don't, you, you kind of think there's something wrong, with, which there is, but I didn't want to leave my house, you yeah. know? So I just got 10,000 covers and got under the blankets. (laughs) What about your gas fireplace? No, because if that's not, well, I could have stayed downstairs, but I'd be afraid to keep that on all night too. I'm afraid of that stuff. And then what happens is if you do have that on in the downstairs, it shuts the heat off because it thinks the house is warm enough. And so it shuts it off and the heat doesn't then go upstairs. It just stays in the living room kind of. And so I thought, no, I'm not doing that either. So I had a little heater. Mm-hmm. plugged in a little box heater not one of those like ra- uh, radiator things it yes. was just and um i had that on when i was in the family room and then when i went i turned it off and at night i had like twelve thousand covers all right that's a lot twelve thousand i counted them yeah just okay so you know. i just can't imagine how you could even find twelve thousand. <laughs> but i that. woke up every morning and my nose was like freezing <laughs> I'll bet that's you never, how I knew. I'll bet you never got up at night to go to the bathroom. I didn't. I know. That's what I'm What saying. happens with that? I don't know. Honest to God, I thought the three nights <clears throat> that I, it was so cold, and you, I, I'm not kidding, it was freezing, and I did not. That's right. That's the way it works. But why? Because your a, body temperature goes down so low that you're on um, automatic 
power. So it just conserves whatever, you know, you can do oh, just to wow. keep it going. And that's See, like optional. See, I'm not optional. even thinking of that. Wow, because yeah. I did not. And that I now sometimes I don't, but I really thought, God, all... I. So anyway, all right. There you see. go. That's what was really happening. Keeps your it was proven. Warm as mm-hmm. possible. There you go. Yeah. So the boy was Survival away. Survival mode. And, yeah, the uh, boy's back. He's had a back. good time. Good. He and my brother Timmy went to see a Yankee Marlins game pre. Um, what do you call that? Spring training pre- yes. at Marlins Stadium. When they left, it was Marlins. They were up by two. Uh-huh. Um, Judge hit his first home run, um, and the, Timmy said. Uh, Meyer and Timmy said it was great that they had a great time and it was neat to to be there and be part of it. And you know that Meyer called Patrick when Aaron, I heard. Yes, I heard. And Patrick was kind of like, "Why is he calling me? Where is he?" He, uh, he couldn't process it all fast. Yeah, and then I told you when I saw him, he asked. Where, he said, "I thought you weren't coming home till tomorrow." <laughs> I said, "I never. Yeah. I've never been. Well, you know, I've been here the whole time, Pat." He but still wants to know every morning. Laurie and I are back. back yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're As back. As a matter of fact, yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's how that worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the heat thing was a... Well, at least it wasn't that you lost My power, which is no, which, how but, most people dealt yeah. with this the last couple of weeks. I know, it's horrible. Yeah, I haven't been up to the lake to see what's going on up uh, there, but I know that... you think you lost that, it up there? No, the the heat's on because I have it set up with a an app. Oh, okay. So I can see if it's working or not working. I tell if the temperature is. So it's fine inside the house, but I'm just concerned about the mountain of snow because they got hit 8 to 12 inches every single storm. I know. So whatever. We'll see. Maybe we so can you thaw don't have, out. A, your, what is it? A, A. Home, what's it called? A O H A O H O A H O A H O A. Making you Irish. Home, um, <clears throat> Homeowners Association. So that doesn't automatically shove. They don't shovel. No, they don't shovel. They plow. <gasps> okay. But they don't shovel, and sometimes the crazies that do the plowing plow it onto In, the steps. Yeah, exactly. Stupid. Okay. Yes, but you know. Um, it's always been for the last since I always, but for the last couple of years, we have not gone up there in winter time much, and we used to go up all the well, time. Unless there's no snow, there was that one winter, not too long ago. Where yeah, there was, well, no, there was no, no snow. snow, so we were good. But now it's just been. Um, I'm just very worried about Patrick going up and down the steps, and he has fallen on the steps, and so I just said, no, we're not even going to go there. Mm-hmm. So um, I expect to go up. I'd like to go up this, this coming weekend, if we can, because Sunday's supposed to be a nice day. Yeah, this weekend mm-hmm. in general, so that's a good So thing. I think we'll go up and check out, see what's going on. And if it's too snowy, you just won't get out. You'll just, yeah, I don't blame you. Go mm-hmm. see what's happening. I just feel um, that I don't know how the, there's four families that live there year-round, but they don't have steps down to their property. Right. You know, their front door uh-huh. is level right. with where they park. So I I get that, but I just, oof, I can't imagine. It's very dreary up there. It is. It's, it's scary. Desolate. And, and do people <coughs> ice fish on, can they fish oh, on yes, the lake? yes, they do. Okay. Very much so. And ice skate. Ice and they skate, have the snowboarding. It things that they do on there, whatever. And, yeah, there's a lot of activity mm-hmm. in the wintertime okay. on the lake. Well, soon we have to come up. Yeah, I know. When the weather 
isn't isn't when no when no when when there's no snow or little yeah and it's still cool enough that you could keep your fireplace in. oh yeah so that's, we have to get up there well that's assuming we have a spring because yeah. sometimes we do this and then we go right to summer i know i said it's <laughs> it's yeah it's tough yeah so okay. a couple things i wanted to talk about today i just um i think this I, i've talked about this before but given what I know goes on in the world these days, I think maybe it's worth repeating, and that is some financial tips um, to make caregiving easier because so many of us are caregivers, myself included. And there's some of the things you just forget. So these are at different points in the lives of those that you would be caregiving for. But first of all, there's always that the conversation, which you have to put in capital letters. And talking about caregiving now before it's too late, um, you really need to get to know your parents and if that's who it is or a spouse. Hopefully you are a person who is able to understand the finances, but you have to know what, what do they have? Where is it? What is the source of their income? Do they have any investments or insurance policies? Um, do they want to live in an assisted living facility or would they prefer to live at home? And who's their financial advisor, attorney, and accountant? Uh, have they planned for elder care? Like, do they have some insurance for long-term care planning? And if they, if they can, um, if they don't, can they afford to pay for it themselves? So you need to know all these things before you can get involved and help them. Secondly, review their estate planning documents because sometimes people write wills and they don't look at them for 30 years. And the people they name as beneficiaries either are not, not around anymore or that's not something they want, including their healthcare uh, representatives. These may be people that have passed away. Third thing is keep financial documents organized and accessible. Four, know what's important to your loved one. Is it important to them not to be a burden on their children? Are they okay with living in an assisted living or nursing home? Would they rather live at home? Five, seek professional advice. There are plenty of people in all different organizations that can help you with this. Six, look into public benefits. Sometimes there are programs, um, especially for veterans, where you can get some income if you, if you need that um, to help with your caregiving. Supervise finances, even when the loved ones still can. It's wonderful to see what they're doing and see how they're doing it because they may have some quirky little things they do that you would never know about unless you saw what they did or how they did it. And eight, keep them safe from scams and online hackers. I can't tell you how many times with Patrick I have intervened in phone calls where people were calling about whatever organization it was. Would you help us out today? He says, oh, sure. Oh, how my God. Oh, it goes on all the Patrick? time. Patrick? Yes. Mm -hmm. Especially if they say veterans oh, or wow. animals. Either one of uh. those. He, he's there. Um, and number nine, consider how the caregiver's lifestyle and finances will be impacted because they may not understand if they have to get that kind of help that their income may be reduced. Uh, and number 10, this is the one that I think all of us who are caregivers seem to forget, and that is take care of yourself mm -hmm. and get support. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much that you need to be 
you know, a hero here. But what, what I find that, that I need to do more of is just to take a couple minutes um, or a couple hours every week. And even if I just go for a ride <clears throat> in my car and listen to some music or do something where I can not be on call, it's a wonderful thing. Yes. And to go with some friends for dinner or do something that simple. It doesn't have to be an extravagant vacation. It can just be some time away from the, as they call them, the loved ones. And just take some time for yourself to regroup. Mm -hmm. It's very, very important. And yeah. people forget. And that is important. And you do a wonderful job, just so you know. So keep it up. Thank baby. you. There you go. Thank All you. right, we're going to leave you for today. So, again, happy St. Patrick's Day. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Please be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.